Hello and welcome to another episode of my IB Notes podcast. Today we are looking at section 3.3 of the biology syllabus, meiosis. Meiosis is made up of two sections, meiosis 1 and meiosis 2. In meiosis 1, we have prophase 1, where chromosomes are replicated from closely linked linked homologous pairs, which have two chromosomes and four chromatids. Non-sister chromatids may cross over at chiasmata and exchange equal sections of DNA. Centrioles migrate to opposite poles and spindle fibers start to reform. Nucleolus and nuclear membrane disintegrate. Metaphase 1, homologous pairs move together along the metaphase plate. Maternal and paternal homologues show random orientation. Spindle fibers attach to centromeres and align along the equatorial plate. Anaphase 1, spindle fibers at pole homologous chromosomes toward opposite poles. Sister chromatids remain connected at the centromere and move to the same pole. Telophase 1, the first meiotic division ends when chromosomes arrive at their poles. Each chromatid partially uncurls and the nuclear membrane reforms around each nucleus formed. Meiosis 2 is the separation of chromatids into haploid cells. It should be noted that by the ending of meiosis 1, the two cells are now sister cells. Prophase 1, the chromosomes recondense, the nucleolus and nuclear membrane disintegrate. Prophase metaphase 2, spindle fibers attach at centromeres and connect to both poles. Anaphase 2, the centromeres divide and chromatids are moved to opposite poles by the spindle fibers. And telophase 2, chromosomes reach opposite poles and uncurl, following by nuclear envelope formation and cytokinesis. By now, the cell has turned into four haploid daughter cells. It should also be noted that DNA is replicated before meiosis so that all chromosomes consist of two sister chromatids. So crossing over occurs when equivalent portions of the non-sister chromatids are exchanged between homologous chromosomes. The point at which crossing over occurs is called the chiasmata. Crossing over creates new combinations of alleles that did not exist in the original chromosome. This contributes to genetic variation among gametes produced. Prophase 1 is the longest phase of meiosis. It involves the pairing of homologous chromosomes, crossing over followed by condensation of DNA into highly organized chromosomes. Now we're looking at metaphase 1 and random orientation. In metaphase 1, the chromosome pairs line up along the metaphase plate with the centromere of each chromosome connected to only one pole. Two important changes will result from chromosomes arranging in pairs opposed to individually. Number one is reduction division. The daughter cell only contains half of the chromosomes present in the parent cell. The parent is haploid and the daughter, the parent is diploid, sorry, and the daughter is haploid. Number two, random orientation. When pairs of homologous chromosomes line up at the equator of the cell, the paternal copy, for example, has an equal chance of facing either pole. The orientation of one pair does not affect the orientation of another. Genetic variation. Sexual reproduction increases genetic variation in offspring. Fusion of gametes from different parents combines alleles from two different sources in the diploid zygote. Since the genetic information is coming from two different sources, this creates a much wider range of possibilities. Sexual reproduction promotes genetic variation by crossing over homologous pairs in prophase 1 and the random orientation of tetrads in metaphase 1. 
and the fusion of gametes between individuals. Chromosomal abnormalities. Non-disjunction is when a pair of homologous chromosomes fail to separate. This leads to a daughter cell and ultimately a gamete with two copies of one chromosome. Trisomy is having an extra copy of a single chromosome. Non-disjunction can lead to Down syndrome as the egg has an extra copy of a chromosome. Next, we're looking at fetal karyotyping, the methods and the risks. Cells are harvested from the fetus before being chemically induced to undergo cell division, so the chromosomes are visible. You can determine the sex of the gamete by looking by fetal karyotyping because the X chromosomes are longer than the Y chromosomes, the female have two X chromosomes, and the male will have an X and a Y chromosome. Chorionic villi sampling. Chorionic villi sampling removes a sample of the chorionic villus, which is placental tissue, via a tube inserted through the cervix. This can be done around 11 weeks with an around 1% chance of inducing miscarriage. Amniocentesis is the extraction of a small amount of amniotic fluid with a needle. This is done around 16 weeks with around a 0.5% chance of miscarriage. That's all for this episode. Thank you for listening.